This is episode 378 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Hygiene, Critical Now and If the SHTF. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. If you'd like some more information, click on the link in the show notes or come on over to ThePrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, I want to give a big shout out to Casey who left a five-star review on iTunes Casey says, Todd takes a very humble and transparent approach to sharing articles and information on virtually every preparedness topic possible. I really appreciate how he encourages everyone to form their own opinions on the content provided and to apply it to their specific scenario. I highly recommend making this part of your EDC or EDL rather everyday listen. Casey, thanks so much. It means a lot to me uh, when you uh, leave reviews out there, guys. If if you are finding value in the podcast, I do appreciate it. Uh, if, you know, if you go and you just leave a five star review, or uh, also just leaving a little note uh, to encourage people who are coming by and checking it out, and like, hey, this is something that I really want to listen to, and uh, you know, your your reviews. Uh, really help them to make that difference. And then it also helps us in iTunes for other people to see it. So thanks so much for that. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You. And guys, this is a very important topic. It's not sexy. It's not, you know, bug out bags. It's not guns and all that kind of stuff and all the cool gear but this is something that is very, very critical. This is something that can kill you if you're not paying attention to it, right? And you're not really planning ahead of time. So you really should be part of your thought process as you plan and as you're, you're moving forward with your preparedness. And so uh, let's go ahead and read this article again, again from Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You.com. And uh, it's called, entitled Hygiene Critical Now and If the SHTF. One of the keys to good health is simple cleanliness. In our modern world, hygiene is taken for granted, though I consider it one of my basic supply categories. We all bathe and care for our teeth, or at least most of us do. However, this is a fairly modern development. As recently as the 1800s, the difficulty of obtaining clean water and being warm enough to bathe without freezing made cleanliness a seasonal luxury. With industrialization came improved access to clean water and well-heated homes. During the same period, medicine made huge advances in our understanding of disease and the role of hygiene in preventing the spread of disease. The results of these advances include huge increases in life expectancy and population worldwide. We have become used to being routinely clean. One of the threats of SHTF is that we will all take a huge step backwards in hygiene resulting in the easy spread of disease that today is controlled by modern hygiene. In order to maintain cleanliness, you need plenty of water, a temperature-controlled environment, and a basic cleaning and basic cleaning supplies. Each member of the Mutual Assistant Group, or MAG, needs to take care of personal cleanliness, and the group must keep their environs clean. 
you know, as I was preparing for this article, I flashed back to one of the first times we went up to my dad's property and we were completely off grid at that point and still off grid. We were, we were camping in a tent at that point and we were going and cutting the grass and, and cleaning up and, and different things like that. And, uh, you know, we had the well, the well was dug, but it runs off of a generator because it's off grid, right? And so uh, I had uh, a makeshift, I created a rectangular prism, you know, with PVC pipe and then had a, uh, you know, one of those blue tarps that you can get at Harbor Freight and wrap that around so you'd have a little bit of privacy. And so we moved it out into the field and ran the water hose there. And I had a shower head that they give the kids uh, in, in school uh, I guess to promote, you know, the low flow shower heads or whatever. Now I'm thinking back to Seinfeld, that Seinfeld episode, if you've ever seen that one. Um, so anyway, so I connect the, the, the head uh, to that, the shower head to that. And there was an on and off switch. So I kind of prepared a little bit uh, ahead of time because I knew this was going to be the case. It was summertime. I knew it was going to be hot. We were going to want to take showers and clean up and all that kind of stuff. And so we start doing it. Now, it's, the water is coming straight from the well, and it is ice cold. And I remember when my son, he went he went to go take his shower, and uh, so we heard the water going, and, and you know, the generator, was, was we could hear it uh, you know, turning on and off, or at least ramping up and down because of uh, you know, the RPMs going up and down as the well was pumping. And so uh, he came back pretty quickly after he started, and he's like, how do I get the warm water going? And I'm like, man, there's no warm water. That's it. It's just cold water. That's what you have to deal with. And now, again, we were in the middle of summer. You know, it was hot. And so that cold shower was welcomed, but we're not used to that. And uh, so it was like, man, just turn the water on, get wet, lather up, and then turn it, you know, turn it back on and rinse off. And uh, you'll, you'll be cold, but you'll feel good after you do that. And so we become very, very spoiled. Now, uh, when we go up there now, I know that, you know, we don't always take a full shower uh, just because we're only up there for like a day or two. We turn around, but it's hot. We're sweaty and we want to cool off before we go, uh, you know, go to bed and, and, and you know, get into our, our bags or whatever. And so uh, one of the things that we do, we have just a, a big five gallon bucket. We fill it up with cold water about halfway and then we heat up. Uh, on the grill, heat up a little bit of uh, water and, and get it warm and dump it into that uh, five gallon bucket. And so it, you wind up coming out with warm water, right? And uh, I guess we could, uh, you know, be a little bit more proactive and fill up that, uh, fill up the five gallon bucket and then have it out in the sun and it'll be warm and everything for us. But uh, I guess if we were completely off grid and didn't want to use the grill to do that, uh, we would do that. But then it's just kind of like we just rinse off with a sponge and take a sponge bath as, as much as possible to cool down and to get a lot of that dirt and the grime off of you. And, and definitely you can always do that if you were in an SHTF scenario. You could do that as much as possible. I mean, you couldn't clean everything uh, like that and get it, you know, as clean as you normally do a shower. But you can get, you know, pretty clean doing that. And uh, that would be better than nothing. But, you know, it is true. We are very used to taking our showers, jumping in the shower like nobody's business, you know, turning it on and letting the water heat up before we get in and all of that. We are very, very spoiled. And there are plenty of places all around this world that don't have showers, big showers like we do, like have hot water like we do. And so we are very blessed. So uh, definitely, you know, you got to remember that. But also remember that if you are in a 
you know, an SHTF scenario that it is very important that hygiene is part of your your daily process and you need to be thinking through it and uh, how you would do all of this. So let's continue on. Let's go ahead and start talking about personal hygiene. The largest factor in personal hygiene is an ample supply of clean water, but water is a topic unto itself. So I'm going to save it for another time and move on to the topic of other cleaning products. Today, we have all sorts of cleaning products for both personal hygiene and cleaning our surroundings, but in the not-too-distant past, we had soap. Soap has been around for centuries and is a really simple product. There are a number of books on how to make soap available, and I would encourage placing one in your prepper library. However, soap is also cheap, takes little space, and stores well. In other words, it is an easy product to stock up on for a very long time. If you have soap, you can forego many other products in a pinch. For instance, what is shampoo? If you want to stock up on shampoo, be my guest, but if you have soap, you've taken a huge step towards being prepped in the personal hygiene category, and you can wash your hair with soap instead of shampoo. All right, so I you know, totally agree here, although the shampoo, a lot of ladies who are listening to that might have a, a different take on that. They're like, no, I'm going to stock up on some shampoo and some conditioner, and if you know, we get to the point where we, do, we run out of that, okay, then I'll deal with you know, the soap or whatever. A while back, I talked a little bit about soap and allowing it to dry. Um, this happens, you know, if you are making your own soap, this is something that you do. But the soap that you get from the store normally doesn't like your dial soap, your ivory soap, whatever, you know, that you're using. Uh, it doesn't, they don't usually let it cure. And so one of the things that you can do to allow your soap to last longer is to take it out of its package and allow it to dry. That will dry up the moisture. So when you do take a shower, you do take a bath that the soap just doesn't seem like it's dissolving on you very quickly, right? It does seem like it it does that when you take it right out of the package. And I I recently just experienced this. I went to go grab an old, uh, you know, we we use a different soap. I can't even remember the brand that we're using, but uh, there was an old ivory soap in there. And I just, it, it seemed kind of old to me and I wanted to check it out. And the package, I didn't even take it out of the package on this one. So I'll be very honest on this one. I didn't take it out of the package. It was still in the package, but the it was so old that the package looked like it was starting to fall apart. So I took it apart and I'm telling you, the soap is just dry, but the bar of soap is lasting forever. And so that might be something you, you want to do. And definitely in a poop hit the fan situation, you want to have that soap last you as long as possible. And so that's something that you can do right now if you are stocking up on soap. And I completely agree. Soap is right now is very, very cheap, very inexpensive. It is one of those things, though, like toilet paper, like I always bring up. If you if you run out, man, you're going to miss it. It's going to be something important. But you know, find those sales, find those times when you you can find a coupon and stock up on a lot of that. And if you can, you know, open up the packages a little bit and let the you know let it dry out, let the soap dry out. It'll last you a lot longer. All right, so let's talk about oral hygiene. Man, this is so important. Next, I would encourage stocking up on toothpaste, toothbrushes, and floss. Oral health is important in its own right, but also impacts overall health. It is an easy area to overlook when planning, but like soap, dental supplies are cheap, take little space, and store well. 
From today's perspective, few people realize that regularly cleaning your teeth first became common in the late 1800s. My dentist always hands out a little bag with a new toothbrush, a container of floss, and a travel-sized toothpaste. Needless to say, the brands are whatever he received free from the folks marketing to him, so they are never my regular brands. I've taken to using the handouts from the dentist in my cheap B.O.B.s or bug out bags. Along with a bar of soap and a towel, I now have a minimal personal hygiene kit for a bob. For almost any personal hygiene product, storing a year's supply takes up a minor amount of space and even luxury brands cost very little in comparison to other prepper items. Also, taking a hint from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, don't forget towels. All right, so I completely agree on this oral hygiene aspect of it. You know, it's been recent history where we go to the dentist and they say, okay, hey, you need a root canal or you need to fill a cavity or you need to do something along those lines. That type of dentistry is fairly new to modern man. Um, back in the day, they would just pull your tooth. It'd get to a point where it's like, okay, we got to pull your tooth. We got to go in there and just pull it. And so people would be missing a lot of teeth. You know, now you can go and uh, go into a, you know, to a dentist office or, you know, someone who specializes and you can come out looking like you have the perfect teeth, right? You get veneers and all that kind of junk, whatever. If you, if you, you know, you have bad teeth or you, you want to make sure you, you keep up appearances, but the fact is, is that, you know, running something, uh, you know, not taking care of your teeth can be uh, very dangerous to your health. And even when you do take care of your teeth, you can wind up getting an abscess and getting an infection. I know that happened to me. And, uh, you know, I, I went through two big rounds of antibiotics. Part of the issue with not being able to do the antibiotics, not taking care of the infection the first time around was because I was taking vitamins. You know, we've talked about that before in the past. And actually, uh, here at Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You, they've actually uh, picked up on that and, and did an article on that. So there are certain vitamins that will absorb antibiotics. And so it didn't work for me. So I was dealing with this infection for a while. But, you know, if you if you don't have anything else, you know, uh, you don't have modern dentistry, you're going to just pull that tooth. And hopefully that infection, you can deal with that infection with, you know, various, uh, you know, homeopathic or natural ways of, of, of dealing with it, herbal ways of dealing with it if modern me- medicine isn't around. And so it's very important to, to do that. So the more that you can uh, you know, use good oral hygiene practices so that you can uh, you know, mitigate problems of, of you know, teeth problems, uh, that's going to be the best thing in a poop hit the fan situation. All right, so let's talk about keeping your surroundings clean. It will be much easier to keep yourself clean if you can keep your surroundings clean. There are a few factors to consider. The first is human waste. How you accomplish disposal of human waste will vary depending on your local situation. A non-functioning city sewer is not pleasant. Make sure you have supplies for your toilet and plenty of TP. Food waste is probably the next largest issue. If you have a compost pile that is well away from your house, that will probably work. But in many areas like the People's Republic of New Jersey, food waste will attract bears. Get the waste far away from the house. Trash in general is a problem, so an ample supply of large trash bags is a useful prep. Again, try to dispose of trash well away from the house so things are not just tracked back in as the bags degrade. Speaking of tracking things in, leaving shoes at the door is a good practice 
to adopt when your environment is presenting you with cleanliness challenges. Beyond the obvious need for trash bags, consider stocking up on your usual cleaning supplies, which are typically soaps and detergents prepared for specific uses. Similar to your personal hygiene items, these store well and do not take up an excess amount of space. Liquid dish soap is likely to be more useful than your present dishwasher detergent. Don't forget brooms as your vacuum cleaner may not have power to operate. Again, another uh, section here where I completely agree. The human waste, guys, that is something I've brought up in the past and it's something that people aren't thinking about when you are in a neighborhood, right? And it goes to, uh, everything goes to literally to poop uh, because people are, you're going to have, if your system is is on a, a gravity fed system, okay, great. But if it's not, if you are in a modern city and you don't have pumps moving, you know, you've lost the grid and you don't have pumps moving waste away from you, it's going to back up into your homes. And so there needs to be a procedure and everybody needs to be on it. Like the whole neighborhood needs to understand, hey, you cannot use your toilet anymore. We need to have one place, one area where people go and use the restroom. If not, our neighborhood is going to turn into this big old nasty diseased uh, you know, area. And, uh, so it, I, that's something that people don't deal with some people, something that people don't think about being in a place where we don't have, uh, you know, the concrete jungle or whatever. We don't have a lot of, you know, forest and trees and all that kind of stuff. So think about your modern suburban neighborhood. Also, I love the idea that your shoes stay outside. And so that way you're not tracking in a bunch of junk into the house because let's just say you are walking out there in the neighborhood and you don't know where people are disposing of, of waste and you're walking around and you don't know what you start tracking in uh, without, you know, cleaning supplies and, and, you know, all the things that you're going to be dealing with in a poop hit the fan situation. Uh, you know, you might not have the time to clean like you normally clean. And so that's another thing to consider. And then, you know, one of the things uh, I know that they're talking about stocking up cleaning supplies and definitely do that. But there are also cleaning supplies that you can make with vinegar, water, uh, you know, essential oils. And those can go a very, very long way. And so if you stock up, you know, bleach you, or make your own bleach uh, you, using pool shock, there is, you know, that, that goes a long ways too. And that's easy to store. All right, moving on to how to store hygiene supplies. Hygiene items will store relatively well just sitting on a shelf, particularly if you rotate your inventory. They will ultimately deteriorate, particularly anything that comes in an aerosol form. However, you can extend that shelf life a bit further by packaging your supplies for long-term storage. Airtight sealed containers in a reasonably temperature-controlled environment will extend storage life. I am a fan of 5-gallon buckets with gamma lids with an oxygen absorber tossed in, but any of the techniques you might use for long-term food storage should work, like vacuum sealing. Since hygiene supplies are relatively inexpensive in our normal world of today and can be stored easily, you might want to overstock with the idea of using these items for trade if a barter economy develops. If not, then you will still use these supplies eventually. Being clean and having clean surroundings is something we take for granted in the modern world and something we don't want to give up. If SHTF. There are plenty of challenges to prepping, but good hygiene can be managed post-apocalypse with a bit of forethought. Consider the problem now and stock up your favorite cleaning supplies. You know, a lot of the times when we're reading the dystopian, you know, fictional books and we're watching the movies and all that kind of stuff, 
the the simple little things of hygiene doesn't come into play a lot of the times. And so it's something that we're not really thinking about unless you're really processing, hey, if, if the poop hit the fan, all the things that I normally do, you know, and if you ever, you know, wanted a good thought experiment, just sit down and go through your week or maybe even go through your month. You know, look around your house and think about all the things that I normally do to upkeep my house, to do, you know, the, the things that I do. What would that look like in a, in a poop hit the fan scenario, in an SHTF scenario? What would I do there? And, uh, you know, then you start realizing, man, there's some things I need to plan for. We don't always think about those types of things. We don't always, you know, think about how to make soap. If we stock up on soap, if let's say, uh, you know, the big one hits and we have a year supply of soap, that's great. What happens after that? What are you, what are you going to do after that? Right. And so, uh, you know, I love this article. I think it's important. Again, it's not sexy. It's not a sexy topic. But it is a very important topic. And so if you are new to the Prepper Website podcast and you are new to preparedness, guys, this is one of the things that you need to consider. Hygiene is very important. And, you know, having the supplies, if for whatever reason you can't get to the store uh, and, and that's not available anymore, you want to have a supply. And I love what it said here. Stocking up now, there, it's very inexpensive. Having a stockpile, a year worth of these supplies isn't very hard to do. And you know, one of the things you can do if you are not sure about how much toothpaste you need or how many bars of soap is just go ahead and start a little counter. Write down when you open up a brand new uh, you know, toothpaste, write it down. And then if it's you and your wife or whatever, and, and just, you know, when it comes to the end of it, you'll write down, you know, the date there. And so you'll, you'll see, okay, hey, this one lasted us a month, right? And so if I want to have a year's worth, I need to have 12 uh, you know, tubes of toothpaste or, you know, hey, this soap lasted us a week. If I want to have a year's worth, I need to have 52 bars of this soap. If you have kids, you can kind of, you know, gauge it from there as well. And so it's not very hard to stock up a year, you know, 12 tubes of toothpaste take a little bit of room and how much would it pay off if you can uh, stock up on that. So guys, that's over at Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You. There are some links here that go to other articles that might be worth it. And so if you are interested in a little bit more and uh, getting some more information on these topics, definitely come on over and visit this website. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 378. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.